0: Hi, this is Lazarus Recovery Podcast, and this is Three Worlds. I want to talk to you about three worlds. The idea for this is that at the junction of faith and recovery, we're talking to different people at different places. And what I want to do is talk to you because... I'm encouraged in myself to try to make it a little bit more what you're interested in, what your, your things are. What I really want to do is to explain how I look at this junction between faith and recovery. So there's the way I see it, there's three worlds at the junction of faith and recovery. There is obviously the recovery world, where if you look at it, you see people I'm very familiar with. I'm in recovery from alcohol, and I'm sober, oh gosh, 47 years. And I'm also a Christian who's been uh, saved In the church for, you know, 45, 44 years, I'm a product of both worlds. So I can, I think I can talk reasonably about both worlds. But let, I wanted to, I wanted to explain how I see that and, and what the, what the differences are and the similarities are. And, what I think is really important to understand about how those worlds are the same and different let me talk about recovery world and as you're thinking about this I I have two things I talk about but what's the third world and I think the third world is what I call the chaos world it's the 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 known aberrations in both worlds because there's one thing that's the same in both worlds and that's people. And people are basically the same. You know, whether you're in a a faith world or the recovery world or a mix of the two, the dilemma is that we're human. In both worlds, the problems are the same. So let me let me go over that a little bit. And what I want to try to do is inform you with my my experience, but I also want to encourage you wherever you are that there's a little bit of help from both sides. And I want to talk a little bit about that the three worlds. Sometimes both worlds are in denial of this third world of debilitating chaos so let me talk I'll start with one world and I'll move to the other and I want you to listen with your heart not your head or your biases so let's let's think about you know recovery which I am very very familiar with I was an AA for almost exclusively for six or seven years and I ran a sober house in Worcester in the last five or six years so I'm very familiar with the the, the, the things that go on, the, the, the stuff. If we look at a, a recovery spectrum, I mean, if you're in recovery, you know. You know, you've been sober a while, you know. If you're brand new, you know. It's not like recovery people are all together. Recovery people are... A mixed bag of all sorts of things not every every recovery group AA group or NA group or everything has people that are just just addicts getting better and they they don't drink and they don't use and they get better and they return to normal people that's true to a certain extent but not altogether true because People in recovery get sober and they, they don't find out that they're okay. They find out that they are, there are underlying problems. AA's big book talking about underlying problems that faith would help with. But what are those underlying problems? Chances are in AA or NA or OA, the way the program works is going to undercover, uncover those, and yeah, there's gonna be a, an openness and an honesty about it that, that makes it easier to find solutions, spiritual solutions or just mental solutions to some of this stuff. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that people in recovery in AA, NA, and Secular Recovery They have a lot of issues, you know, I've been in, I was in AA and we had, we had people we knew, their one wife was, she had, she had mental health issues, she got bad and she got hospitalized, and the the saying in AA, some are sicker than others, is true, because some people have underlying issues. There's trauma and there's brain chemistry issues and there's also some people are just crazier than other people and other people are are more wounded than other people because chances are if you're, you're in an addiction type of situation, chances are there was probably some stuff going on that left you wounded. So there's a whole bunch of trauma, there's a whole bunch of things And there's inherited stuff. Chances are if your your mother or your father was, had mental illness, that chances are there's a certain percentage of things that as you get into your 20s, you know, you have onset of, of, you know, brain chemistry issues. And those brain chemistry issues are part of life in in recovery, in secular recovery, they're part of life. And there's, there's also trauma and abuse, and there's a whole bunch of things. And also in recovery, there is the, the sort of perpetuation of bad stuff because sick people usually are attracted to sick people, and they establish sick relationships, which generates kids who are traumatized by the illness of their parents. So as you go, I mean, as there was nothing in 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 a sober house to have guys that had just they had cousins There was a thing cousins my cousin my cousin my cousin well you their cousins were from multitudes of marriages one relationship after another it was nothing to have a have a guy in a house who had you know had had like 15 cousins a lot of them were just justifiably or not justified in some sort of issue incarcerated or coming in and out of jail that were traumatized it was just the way it was because they came from a family that was devastated by addiction they had it wasn't anything for a guy in a house to have cousins who were younger than him and had already died of Overdose and stuff like mean, it wasn't. It wasn't unusual. It was. It was just the way it was. So AA and NA and all those things, just by the by the facts of life of of people, sick people having sick people and and coming from sick and traumatizing environments, you have a lot of people that are struggling with a lot of issues. And that's why in AA they said, you know, they'd have a saying. Well, some are sicker than others, or you know, it, it was just you know, well, that's the way it is. That was the way recovery was. It had a lot of broken people, and in AA they sort of accepted that. It was part of the part of the uh, the environment of, of of those those days was we didn't even blush when we knew that a guy we knew worked for the mayor of Boston and he and his girlfriend were selling drugs in the mayor's office it was like nothing it's like oh yeah yeah okay yeah that sounds about right it was it was nothing that, that uh, morality was there was only one morality in getting sober and it was just Don't drink, don't use, and don't die. That was the whole thing. And for understandable reasons. You just don't drink and you don't die. That's the whole thing. That's what you need to to know. Don't drink, don't die. That's what I want to say about recovery. It was wonderful, and it was crazy, and it was exciting, and there were people, they, they weren't dull people. They weren't dull people at all. That's the, uh, that's the thing I want you to know. They weren't dull people. They were wonderful people, but they were different. They were really, 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 really different. But I want you to know, I, I want you to know that, that that's, that's the way it was. That was, the, that was the thing about those particular people. You know, that's what I want you to know, that they were people broken, broken people of all different types, young and old. The women and the men were all of every spectrum known. It was, it was, there was, there was color there for sure. There was color. And that's why I loved AA because it wasn't like homogeneous, it was all over the place. And that's why I loved it. I loved it because You could go to a a young people's retreat, and they had what they called a, a sex marathon at night. And I didn't know anything about sex. I was sheltered. And I'd sit there for four hours listening to all these people. I didn't know gay was a thing. And then I ran into a bunch of gay people. And it was shocking to me, but it was, okay, this is just what it is. You know, I didn't know what to do with that, but it was... And I ran into all sorts of people with all sorts of things. And and I lived with them and I walked with them and and I saw the histories. People picked up and they relapsed and they died. People were all messed up and they did all sorts of crazy things. You know, they were wonderful people but they were destructive as hell. They were just absolutely appalling people. And and you, you were right there with them. Having instincts that were just not too good for your own safety or your own well-being, so it was a very, very human, wonderful, human, colorful, tragic human business in in recovery. I mean, there was over the over the course of my years, people, young people, died going to just tragic refreshingly tragic stuff And there was people that I got sober with that been sober for 47 years and some of us are still alive my best friend one of my best friends in a program died but he was older than me you know he died when I was 72 and he, he was lucky to make it that long the way he lived but that is what it was sticking to my thing of trying to inform and encourage, I want to encourage you. Being with crazy people is not necessarily a bad thing if you're crazy too. It's it's better to be with people like you than to be people to be feeling guilty and less than because you're hanging out with people that are naturally sane and balanced and they have no clue that that is something that's it's a gift. They don't have any idea that that's just a gift. Don't they don't understand. They just don't understand. They have no idea. Don't have any idea about that stuff. So, that's one world, the human world of recovery. Now, let's go to the church. You know, this is theoretically part b of the thing this is two worlds and this is the the second world the faith world the faith world is is not as predict it's 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 like it's different because in recovery world by the very nature you're in recovery and in the thing Everybody talks about stuff openly. In a church, it's like undercover cop. It's like everybody is undercover in the church. Everybody is imitating being a Christian or what they think is being a Christian. So basically, you know everybody play acts for everybody else. A lot. It's very fi- very hard to find something that's somebody that's uh, open and honest. It's very, very, very hard. So what you have in church is a lot of people wandering around in the dark, pretending to be something they're not, and confused by the fact that they're stumbling around. And it's very hard for them to make, come to any kind of conclusion because all, most people are in complete denial of, of their humanness. You know, a lot of the times the, the Spirit of God does tamp things out and, and help us be better than we really are. But a lot of the times we just really have no clue what's going on with us we sort of uh, get high on the Spirit, and just are not honest with ourselves. Now that would be perfectly fine if we were all in the Spirit, and we all walked in in the Spirit and didn't screw up all the time. But the reality is that in the church, a lot of times when we fail or we mess up, we simply cover up can't let them know that I'm I'm blah, 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 blah. Definitely can't let them know that uh, me or my family or my kids are having mental health issues. In AA, it's like, hey, I'm crazy, as crazy right now and I, I need to go to the doctor and I got medications. That was difficult sometimes, but in church, it's like very rare that people are going to tell you what's going on. It's very rare. So the second world is the church world. I'm not saying that the people aren't honest a lot of times, but it's certainly much less than in the recovery world because in the recovery world, your survival depends on your honesty. In the church world, your position depends on your dishonesty. That's a big difference. That's a big difference altogether. It's very rare to see somebody <clears throat> being upfront and honest about what's going on because the, the downsides of that are high. If you're honest about what's going on, then you can't be in a certain ministry. You can't be in positions of trust. So it's a, it's a bit of a conspiracy to wink and nod a lot sometimes sometimes. That's what the church world is a lot of times. It's obvious it's like you you know, if you wanna you, you go to church and you wanna be liked and you wanna be thought well of and you wanna be thought as a good Christian and you wanna you, you wanna have positions of prestige that make you feel better. But the cost of that is you have to be dishonest a little bit about what's going on. I mean you, if, if, if you're a ministry's head, in other words, you're volunteering and leading a group of people, you know, maybe 15, 20 people in a music ministry or in a recovery ministry or, you know, you're an elder in a church and stuff like that, the pressure is not to tell them what's going on because... You came from a family of your mom has had serious mental health issues and the genes are carrying true to form and you're having anxiety problems or you're going to the doctor for meds for anxiety or, you know, God forbid you're having psychic breaks or something like that and you what the heck do you do? You know, you need to go someplace and get... Get some meds and get yourself straightened out and you need to go to therapy and stuff like that there's no place in church to talk about that you just don't talk about that so you're all by yourself you got your therapist and you got your your thing you can go to the pastor maybe but you say hey I'm I'm having trouble well the downside downside of that is maybe you know, he doesn't want you to be in a ministry head or anything like that. So your prestige part goes down to two And you can't tell your best friend who thinks you're an awesome Christian that you're struggling. You're struggling. You definitely can't tell your best friend that you're, you're, you're having issues with uh, fidelity in your relationship or you can't talk about you know, you're, you you definitely can't, you know, you'll lose your position if you're getting beat up by your husband or your husband's getting beat up by your wife. You can't do that. You definitely can't talk about the fact that your child is is messed up. Maybe no fault of your own or maybe the your spouse is uh, doing stuff. Well, the, the thing is you just don't, you hide that stuff. You hide it because prestige is everything in a church a lot of times, there's not a lot of slack for screwing up because everybody thinks that, you know, your holiness comes because you're close to God. And if you're having trouble, you're not close to God, and therefore you're a danger to the church, and therefore blah, 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 blah. So what happens is the vulnerabilities in the church, in faith, and in... Recovery are basically the same. You know the percentage of population that have addiction problems in the church is probably fairly similar to what what it is on outside. And, and according to studies, you know the prevalence of all the ills of society are just exactly the same in church as they are as they are in the regular world. The world of religion is a lot of times the same in the human sense of the sort of the human fabric of craziness. But the problem is the desire of people to pretend is higher. So the denial factor is, is much higher in church because there's a reason for it. In AA and NA and stuff like that, there's a there's there's encouragement to be honest and open. Oh, I liked your sharing. That was really honest and open. I'm with you. You know, if you need to talk or somebody like that, just call me. I've been there, done that. You know, just call and I'll talk to you and stuff like that. We'll get through it. We'll we'll, we'll you know I'll ask for help for you and we'll pray and stuff like that. Come to a meeting. You know, talk about it. We'll work it through. Finding that in church is a little bit harder. You know, maybe you're in a small group and you can share and stuff like that. But a lot of times, if you got a problem, you're not going to a small group because you're going to get outed as being, you know, difficult and messed up and stuff like that. And therefore, mental health and spiritual prowess, you know, are equated together. Well, if you're mentally... If you're if you're all together, then you must be spiritually champion type person, you know. So there, it's it's very less tolerance for or, or encouragement of respecting somebody that works through mental health issues, that works through human issues. It's not that that people are not in church are not are are living the holy sanctified life some are but many 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 are not the same foibles that are in the world are in the church yet they are sheltered and hidden from the possibility of any kind of recovery because there's so much denial they just church people have trouble being honest particularly in public I mean, there are more ser- secrets per square inch in church than there are anyplace else. Because it's it's basically wink, wink, nod, 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 encourage. I'm going to pretend you're spiritual and a nice person if you pretend that I'm a spiritually nice person. I'll pat your back, you pat my back. Unfortunately, there's a lot of vulnerable people that are getting caught in the gristmill of all this and that's the problem so you say okay we got two worlds What's what am I talking about a third world third world is all this stuff that's going on that's what the third world is I said the third world was the chaos the chaos is all the dysfunction that is denied that is, is 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 ignored that is hidden we hide especially in church we hide you know in church you know you're a Pentecostal and you go to the prayer you go to a men's prayer meeting and maybe you're gonna get you know, you, you get prayer requests because I'm sick or my kid's sick or, you know, I'm struggling with this or that or something like that. Very rarely do you hear in a semi-public prayer meeting, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping with, uh, you know, uh, Joe's wife or even worse. I'm I'm sleeping with a guy and I'm a guy or I'm a girl and I'm a girl that stuff just doesn't happen you know nobody in their right mind you know anybody in their right mind in church just wouldn't go there because it would blow their whole world up because AA and NA and stuff secrets don't stay hidden too long But the repercussion of them isn't near as bad because,
1: okay, yeah,
0: okay, good. Yeah, whatever. That's new information, but whatever. Yeah, okay, fine. You know, I mean, everybody's crazy. Everybody's nuts. Everybody's weak and vulnerable. Okay. In a church, it's just like, boom, your position in the church just is, you know, gone. So people have to be very circumspect in church. So what happens is the third world of the human chaos is, is basically consistent because human beings do silly, stupid things. Whether in a recovery or in faith, they do silly, stupid things. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, you know everybody has the thing everybody has the seed everybody has the proclivity for doing stupid and the consequences of stupid are pretty pretty much the same and there's there's, it's very hard in churches to get compassion changes things in AA you make adjustments in AA you make adjustments people know better in AA you know hey just it's just Somebody knew, hey, stay away from him, ladies. Just, hey, stay away from him. He's, he's, he's pretty, but he's not good, you know. And they, it, it's no, there's no big deal. It's just like, hey, this, this, yeah, this, this guy's an idiot, you know. Stay away from him. They don't particularly accuse him of anything. They just say, hey, you know, it's just like, don't ride in that car. It's dangerous. In churches, it's, it's. Uh, It's just a lot different. Nobody says anything, but it's like the chaos is there. It's just that the church denies it, and then if it comes out, they pillory the person that's been outed and cover up everything else. So you don't know what you're going to get a lot of times, you know, because church people sometimes are pretty good actors. But... The chaos is the same because the human condition's the same. That's the problem, you know. The church naturally thinks that as they come to Jesus and they walk in the Lord, things get better, and they do. That's one of the facts of church: is that they come legitimately to Jesus and walk closely to Him a lot of this stuff sort of tones down and they're they're able to walk a really consistent, good, non-harmful life to everybody around them. But while some people are having that success, there's others that are simply posing as having that because they haven't mastered the. The trick they haven't mastered the spiritual walk to get close enough to the Lord to get that that liberty. So other people are just posing and there's the rub. There's the rub because some people have gotten in touch with the Lord enough to tame that stuff down, but other people are simply posing and they are sort of hidden dangers. And so what you end up with in, in that world is that you there's a lot of landmines out there. And that's, it's the church. There shouldn't be a problem, but there is. There's a lot of human landmines in the church that are posing as good for obvious reasons, but they, they aren't really that good they are there they are dangerous and they are they they just really wreck people they wreck people you know and that's just rough 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 stuff that's the whole thing the whole difference and I, I guess for encouragement I'd say that people in faith, the trick is to stay very close to God, very, very close to God. You know, stay close because there's no guarantee that if they look like they're close, they are close. There's no guarantee if they look like they're good, there's no care guarantee that they aren't. They aren't carrying lethality with them. There's no guarantee. Just appearances are very deceiving. And Christians are very, very good posers, some of them. And you don't know what trouble you're getting into until you're into it. And what you need is you need to develop relationships that are honest and open. And so you can go to people and find the Christians that are open and honest. Not the ones that talk a sort of smooth, good, spiritual rap. Find the people that are honest and open, and your spirit senses that they're legit. Then you're a little safer. But don't believe on surface stuff. Don't believe on surface stuff, because there there are are wolves and sheep's clothing in church. I'm not dissing that, I'm just saying, it's just the way it is, that's the way it is. Now, of course, in recovery, it's different in the sense that generally more is known and if you get in with people, they're gonna tell you, you know, hey, stay away from this guy, you know, just stay away. Get close to people, get a good sponsor, and somebody that knows the drill, and they'll steer you away, especially women, should get with a good female sponsor. And they'll just basically say, hey, stay away from that guy. I know he looks good, sounds good. You want to taste a little bit of that apple, but stay away from him because he leaves wreckage behind. You know, that it's just... It's a little bit, AA and NA is a little bit more, a little bit more just brutal in a sense of like right up front, you know. It's very, very real. You know, there are real people struggling with real things. Get a good sponsor that'll tell you and protect you. You know, there's always people in AA that are going to go and say, hey, you stay away from her, or him stay away from her. You know, that's sort of what it is. AA and N A and stuff self self correct sometimes. But usually everybody knows everything and if you get a good sponsor, they're gonna sort of protect you from all the foolishness that went you know. But it you know, you just have to understand it's a little bit of a little bit of a you know, crazy place. But a church, you would feel safe, you feel safe, and it's not necessarily safe. So again, do the recovery thing. Find somebody in a church that's smart and honest and doesn't sugarcoat things and find safe counsel. Find somebody you respect that tells it like it is, and will tell you the truth and never sugarcoat it. Go to them and get a good sponsor. It's not an a-, a church that did not call it that, but somebody to counsel you, somebody to disciple you, you know, who protect you. Hopefully you pick the right one. But again, I want to encourage you that in the church... If you pick correctly and ask for help and get discernment, in AA they say, go with the winners. I say in a church, go with the no-doubters. I call it no-doubters. You know, who's a no-doubter? You know, in other words, they, they ooze the spirit. You know, They're Bible-believing, loving, human type of people. Go with them. Go with them, you know, and that's sort of a carryover of of recovery is, in the church, apply good recovery principles. Just know who you're dealing with. That's my encouragement. Use good recovery principles in church. Be honest, be open, get a good sponsor who knows the ropes. And protect you from all the wolves it's it's just not smart to be in a church and think that it's it's all sheep because it isn't necessarily that's the chaos that's in the church that's the third world the chaos is in the church in the same way in in AA and NA and your new you know get a good sponsor and pray and Find people that protect you from getting involved with the wolves. Because there are wolves in, in AA and NA. You know, I've been there, done that. You know, it's like there, you know, when I first came around, there were some. You know, my first sponsor was, you know, he was, he was a, you know, he seemed nice and friendly, but he uh, used tarot cards to draw women into having sex with them. In AA, it wasn't like okay, that, that's not, not as bad as church, but it was, it was appalling. I dumped him right away, pretty quick. He was a nice enough guy, but he was just sleazebag, you know. Um, and he had a friend who was even worse, you know. This was a, they were they were basically predators. I don't know whether the women that they were predators on stayed sober, but. Um, it was not a pretty picture in the church there are wolves too and they're gonna look very spiritual and stuff like that but get with good solid people who will protect you and be honest with you and you know help you stay safe in the church because it just because the church doesn't mean it's safe it's just it means that you know you have to be discerning you need to pray in a spirit you need to know you need to have friends that are care about you that aren't pushing you and shoving you and taking advantage of you that's basically my thing that's the, the thing i want to encourage you that whether in faith or in recovery look for the winners look for the look for the no doubters in the church look for the no doubters that if they go home you know nobody says i don't know whether he's no it's a no doubter they're a no doubter you know they ooze of the spirit They, they their walk is 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 full of the spirit doesn't mean they're not human it means that it's full of grace and mercy and love and compassion they're no doubters in aa and recovery you know, get a good sponsor. You know, get somebody that's been there, done that, knows, and is 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 walking a program you want. That's what they say in AA. Find somebody that whose program you really like. You know, who's going to protect you. It's not going to, you know, use you and abuse you and stuff like that. Because there are three worlds. There is faith. There is recovery and there's chaos. And the chaos is in both worlds. So you have to pay attention to the third world. When you're in a program, that's information. I'm informing you about that. I'm encouraging you that there are ways. Pick your people that you, pick your people carefully and look at them and judge where the fruit, that's a church thing, is their fruit good? Is their recovery good? Is their walk good? Not their talk, their walk. How is their walk? So that's my three worlds thing. You know, and I'm encouraging you to pick carefully, and I hate to say it, for church people, be a fruit inspector. Look at their fruit. Look, look at the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, mildness, gentleness. You know, if they're loud and brassy, you know, that's not, that's not, nice. maybe the best thing. So look for the fruit. Look for good fruit. Good, 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 good fruit. And that's it. Um, this is Chuck encouraging you to look for the good fruit. Look for the good, 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 good fruit. Hi, this is uh, Chuck at Lazarus Recovery's podcast. And just to complete this episode, I just encourage you to look for the fruit of the people that are working with you. You know, you know, be a fruit inspector and look for the fruit. If you're in recovery, pick the winners. If you're in church, for the people that have the fruit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, mildness, gentleness, the fruit of the Spirit, pick the winners. Pick the no-doubters, and they will protect you from that third world of chaos that's in both the church and in every place. In Recovery Place, I encourage you and inform you that pick the winners. Pick the people that will protect you and keep you safe. Pick a sponsor who has got good recovery and and long-term recovery, protect you and keep you safe because that's what I'm about. You know, whether you're in church or you're in recovery, pay attention to the fruit of the Spirit. Pay attention to the recovery. Go with the winners. Go with the people that are full of the Spirit. So in either either place, you have to understand that there is always that third place. There is always a human chaos that is in either place. And you need to be... Careful and cautious pick the winners pick the pick the good recovery and you'll be fine you know go with the winners that's what I have for this particular podcast this is Chuck at Lazarus recovery podcast at the junction of faith and recovery to encourage and inform you that's it thank you much bye-bye